Come, let us return to the Lord, for he has torn us, but he will heal us. He has wounded us, but he will bandage us. He will revive us after two days. He will raise us up on the third day that we may live before him. So let us know. Let us press on to know the Lord. He is going forth. His going forth is as certain as the dawn, and he will come to us like the rain, like the spring rain watering the earth. Hosea 6, 1 through 3. So then let us give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his love endures forever.
that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him would have everlasting life. That life is everlasting. That life is eternal. That life is forever. As far as the east is from the west is his love for us. So far, so consuming. Thank you for 
Thank God that when you received the word of God, you accepted it, not as the word of men, but for what it really is, the word of God, which performs its work in you who believe. Father, we do thank you so much for the love that you have extended towards us, and it is unconditional. And as we have received your love, that enables us to love you in return. So we declare to you today that we love you, that we're in love with you. And that love motivates us to obey you, to follow you wherever you go. It pleases us, Lord, to serve you. May your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven, in our hearts in our relationships, our homes, our neighborhoods. May your kingdom come. Yes, good morning, Ecclesia. I greet you in the mighty majestic name of the living word himself, Jesus Christ. As pastor was speaking out, your kingdom come, your will be done. I want to be obedient in service to him, what I've heard and been shown. Yesterday I heard the word, uh, the words pendulum swing, pendulum swing. 
And then this morning I heard a word or a name uh, separate from from the from the word yesterday. This is, and that word is Mateo, Mateo. And then I saw myself asking if that name or word meant anything to anyone here. And then as we're sitting here, I heard this: Kingdom forward, move forward, Ecclesia. It's our land to have and possess.
as it is in heaven. Let your glory manifest in the sons and daughters. Signs and wonders and miracles. Let your glory be poured out. Let your glory be poured out. Angels are here to assist us. Angels are here at our word, which is his word. Angels are here to assist us. Anyone else have anything here in something specific from the Lord? Anybody sick, not feeling well this morning? Would like prayer? Everybody's healed, whole? walking in the healing of God? Yeah. All right. Yeah, amen. Maybe a couple of you lay hands on Scott before we go any further. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for healing. For healing is the children's bread. It is a finished work of the cross. We thank you for that, Father. Stomach be whole. Be complete. And you function the way you were created to function by God.
there anyone else that needs prayer for anything, even if it's not physical healing or emotional, you just need prayer, you'd like somebody to pray with you? If there's a need or concern. You want somebody, could Sarah, somebody, a couple of you maybe pray for Sarah? That'd be great.
Amen. Belly's good. Amen. I love it when it's quick. Well, good morning, everybody. Can you all smile for me? Just put on a smile. This is a beautiful day to be alive. Amen. I'm not liking being higher up here. To be quite honest, you guys seem so far away. Yeah. <laughs> well, I am not looking down on you, just so you know that, <laughs> or anybody else. Hey, has anybody read this scripture before? First of all, you got to let me know which scripture I'm talking about. <laughs> that was a great answer, Rusty. <laughs> I read them all, so yeah, it's, uh, we covered it. That's great. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12, starts off in the New American Standard Version of the Bible, which is the most holy, righteous version, by the way. I think Jesus read from that one myself. Indeed. Starts off. Indeed. All who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Come on, where's that smile again? Come on, where's that smile? Come on. So if we're not being persecuted, well, we won't talk about that. Should we welcome persecution? Really quiet. We should expect it for sure. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So if you're not used to being persecuted, but I have a feeling a lot of you are in certain areas, you might as well just get it settled in your heart and your mind and get ready. Amen. <laughs> hey, we have some elections, municipal elections coming up Tuesday. How many of you are going to vote? Get them up. Get all of those hands up right on. Um, th this is going to be an interesting election, I think, and um, we'll tell some things. But there are some good candidates out there running some first, a lot of first-time candidates. Uh, yeah, Janice. Janice is on the ballot up there, I don't know, somewhere by Iowa or Minnesota, <laughs> north Kansas City, um, for city council. And Let's take a moment. Can we pray for the, these elections and ask for God's will and intervention? And I mean, all the school boards, city councils, man, we could, uh, we could really see some good change in our area, and really all over the country, but in specifically our, our area. 
Father, we just thank you so much. We thank you, Lord. We live in the greatest country on the planet, and we have the right to choose those who represent us, that make decisions for our public schools, our cities, states, and our nation. But Father, we pray for Tuesday, Lord. First and foremost, God, I pray that that citizens would rise up and just do their responsibility and get involved and go vote and vote informed, not emotionally or just trying to pick the, the best name or whatever, but informed voters getting engaged, Father, in voting. So we, I ask you, Lord, to those that don't even have it on their mind, that you would just awaken them, you'd speak to their hearts, that... Uh, Father, they would just have that initiative to get out on Tuesday and, and cast their vote, make their voice heard. Father, thank you so much for all of those, the first-timers, the ones that are, all of those that are, are, are willing to serve from pure motives, and Father, to uh, just to stand against this onslaught of evil that has crept into our schools, in our cities, and uh, want to take over. So God, we need you. We realize that we are facing a, a, a spiritual battle and these, uh, the answers to these issues, Father, are, are just beyond man. We, we need you, Father. We need your intervention. Um, and even as these candidates get elected, they need wisdom and understanding and uh, knowledge uh, day by day and as they're making decisions, Father God. So, Lord, thank you again for this great nation. Thank you for our state that we get to live in. Thank you for our cities. Father, we're still a free country. We still have the Constitution. We still get to enjoy the rights that you have given us, not any government or any person, but the rights that you've given us. And, Father, I know this congregation, myself included, we're going to stand for those rights for those godly rights that you as our creator God have given to every, every person, regardless of their ethnicity, regardless of their age, and regardless of their walk of life, that they have the freedom to be free, to speak, and to act. And Lord, we bless you, we honor you. Thank you for your word, Father, your written word, your spoken word, your logos, your logic that you have given to us, Lord God. Thank you so much. Thank you for speaking to us, walking with us day by day. We bless you. We honor you. If anybody else has a prayer on their heart they want to pray out, feel free to do that. just a little quiet for a room full of prayer warriors just a little quiet but I haven't noticed so father we just thank you for your people beginning to step up and find the rightful place father I thank you that you've given them the boldness and the courage and the determination father to stand against diversity against opposition against antagonists. Father, I thank you that your word and your kingdom rule. Mm. Lord, I thank you that your kingdom and your purpose rule over man-made laws, over man-made perceptions, 
over man-made rules and regulations based upon emotion, based upon popular demand. Father, I thank you that you're putting people in place that don't care about popular demand, Mm -hmm. but they care about you. This is one nation under God. And Father, we thank you that with these people stepping in, this nation will remain one nation under God. So, Father, I am asking that you would continue to provide strength for them. Continue to open their ears, their eyes, their hearts to hear what you are telling them in the midst of opposition, in the midst of fellow office members coming and standing and voting against them, in the midst of public opposition. Father, that your word is the word of the land. Your word is the high word. Your word is the final word. So, Father, I thank you that they're coming out of their hiding. You've been preparing them all this time. Father, now they're entering the battlefield. And, Father, the war is won because you, Father, are our commander. You are their commander. So, Father, I'm, I'm thanking you right now that those who are destroying this land that are undermining the people of this nation are being removed right now as we speak. And, Father, that those that you want in place are being put into place right now in every office, in the school districts, in the city councils, in the state governments, in the um, federal governments, Father, in Congress, in Senate. Um, Father, even in our law enforcement our first responders, our military. Father, all across the board, your people are being placed strategically where they need to be placed. And Father, help us to know how to pray for those people that are being put into place. So Father, I'm just thanking you and I'm praising you now, Father, that the shift has happened. And Father, we will begin to see the manifestation of that shift atmospherically and in the physical realm. And Lord, I thank you and I praise you that it is done. And the power and the authority in the matchless name of your son, Jesus Christ, Lord, we stand. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We come here every Sunday to pray. And I don't like coming up here, but everybody needs to come up here and lay their hands on Joe. He's running for office. We need him to win. We need God to win this election. Mm -hmm. We really, really do. So all the prayer warriors, come forward and lay your hands on Joe. We 
kids that are being trafficked. We have kids that are even being trafficked in foster care. We have people in jail that should not be in jail. We have so much injustice in this world, and we need a state senator that stands up for our unborn babies that are being murdered in their mother's wombs. So many prayers need to be answered. And as prayer warriors, we all need to be praying for Joe to win this election for God's glory. For God's glory and his people. time for that stuff. It's time for that stuff. It's going on everywhere. They don't let you see it, but it's going on. Top and bottom, chaos, confusion, backstabbings, and intrigues. It's all coming undone. Chaos, confusion, in the enemy's camp means we step forward while they're busy. We just go in and take it. We go in and take it. God bless you, Joe Nicola. Oh, beloved son. Crown our efforts with success, Lord. We are not perfect, but you are, and we just pray that you will crown our efforts with success, Lord. Help us to press forward to the prize of the calling, Lord, that you have for each one of us, and give us success in your grace, Lord. Yes, Lord.
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray for Renee as well, Father. She stands by her. Father, I ask that you continue to strengthen her, her Lord, and uh, even give her a keener discernment and a sense of what it is that you need for her to do and, and what you need to what she needs to speak to Joe as far as direction and wisdom. Father, we raise up a hedge around her yes, Lord. right yes, Lord. now in Jesus' name, Father. We call a halt to yes. every demonic attack against the Nicola household now in Jesus' name. Father, we raise up the hedge, we set the boundaries, we set the bloodline around everything you have given them uh, to be stored over. And Father, we, we declare that household is untouchable to the enemy now in Jesus' name. No weapon formed against them shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against them in condemnation will fall. And Father, we declare this because it is your word. Your word is true and it does not return to us void. Yes, so Father, thank you, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for the strong woman that Joe has standing beside him. And Father, we declare and decree that her strength and her wisdom and her determination and her commitment to him and to every this, this body and to this election, Father, it will carry him through. And Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you guys very yeah, much. Really appreciate it. The prayers, oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Oh yeah. Amen. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Really, really appreciate that. At on Wednesday nights. <clears throat> We've talked about what I'm about to say a, a couple different times, and um, that is, I, I mean, I certainly feel this way, that um, it, I'm not running by myself or just Renee. What happened? Oh, it fell off. 
that I'm not uh, just, you know, Renee and I aren't the only ones in this. I really feel like it's, you know, our congregation that we're all in this together because it really is a spiritual war, what's going on. Um, I, I meant to say this when I was talking about elections, and I think you all know it, but it's, it's certainly worth repeating, and, and it's something that you can pass on to your family and your friends as well. But as uh, if we, we vote Republican, but we, not, we have to stop voting for people just because they have an R next to their name. There's a, there's a lot of wolves in sheep clothing. We have to have discernment. We have to vet people closely. Those that are incumbents, we have to look at their record because they have records that we can judge by how they're going to vote. Um, the, the, you know, the, the incumbent that I'm running against is a Republican, but he's been voting like a Democrat, you know, and, uh, and, and his record proves it out. And um, that's coming out more and more. I was in another meeting Friday that he was in that I spoke, and this other girl that's running, she also spoke, and he passed out a piece of paper uh, as a handout that talked about the problems in the Missouri Senate with all of the senators and their faces on their uh, pictures on the handout. And all the pictures of these senators were the seven conservative, that vote conservative, Cong uh, senators. And he's saying they're the problem, which in his position, he's right, because he's not part of the conservative caucus. And he's whatever we want to call him, rhino or because a rhino is really a Democrat, as far as I'm concerned, because it's Republican in name only. They just have the R, but they vote with Dem with Democrats. And um, I'll show you the, the copy of the paper. And but they're using all of the same terms. See, that rhino caucus is is using con this conservative language and calling themselves conservatives and saying that those other guys that but all you have to do is check their voting record. And it's very obvious. The seven, see, there's 34 state senators. 24 of them are Republican. Only seven are conservative. There's another one, the eighth one, that votes pretty conservative too. So I would include eight. But there's only seven uh, Republicans that are considered a conservative caucus. There was a pack in January. There was a, you know what a pack is, polit political action committee that can dump a lot of money to certain candidates. There was a so-called Republican PAC put together in January, just of this year, in January, so it's only a couple months old, that within 48 hours, they had $2.1 million. Republican, so-called Republican PAC, from millionaires that are on the other side of the state, that are all connected somehow to Washington University, guess what their number one goal is? Republican PAC with at least 2.1. They probably have more by now. Guess what their goal is? To defeat conservative Republicans. That's their stated, expressed goal. That's, see... What the, the war is not even against the Democrats so much. Well, it really is because so many of these Republicans are Democrats. and Because they've aligned themselves in their voting record, and now there's a pack, and this pack is not to, to come against conservative Republicans across the country, just for Missouri and just in the Missouri Senate. Because the Missouri Senate has a lot of power. There's only 34 of them. Votes are worth more. So... 
there's a major machine. Anybody that's a true conservative, there's a major machine that is coming after them. And I'm very conservative in my, the way I view things. But machines, by definition, break down. I want to show you, um, it's just under two minutes, a short video clip. Perhaps some of you have already seen this. I've mentioned several times that uh, a digital dollar is in the works. You've probably already seen the uh, executive order that Biden signed, what, a couple weeks ago, whenever it was, I lose track of time, to begin exploring this and, and put the groundwork for this digital dollar. Because their, their plan is, is to ruin our fiat currency. The dollar's going to go away. To have a digital dollar globally. And it's not just a digital, because it's not going to be uh, like a crypto. It's going to be programmable. That's their plan, is to have a programmable currency that's tied to our digital ID based on our credit score. Programmable means they can shut it off whenever they want. If they think you give too much money to a church, they can limit your access to your funds. They will be able to track every, not a few, not the most important ones, every transaction you and I make if we enter into this programmable digital dollar every transaction and they the globalist technocrats will decide what you can and can't spend money on and will give you a credit score based on how you're spending your money as well that'll be part of it and where you go because everything's going to be tracked because we're headed towards a technocracy which everything is going digital everything your life too Matter of fact, there have, you, you know, before we had this pandemic, and I, we've talked about this two years ago, I brought it out, showed you some video on it. There was uh, an, what was called Event 201 that they did in New York with all of these high-level globalist people, and they ran through an exercise that if a pandemic was global, what they would do. Well, they did that just a few months before we actually had it. Well, they've actually done that with the Internet, too. I forgot now what the term was. Um, I posted something about this, but I just forgot what the actual, they called this, this whole plan. So part of the plan is to shut down the Internet and for you to, to, re, to get back into it to have a number, that you would have a trackable number so they would also be able to track you whether you're what, wherever you're at on the Internet. This is all coming under technocracy and making people digital for complete and total control. If you don't believe that it, it's happening, because this isn't coming, it's in the process. The Great Reset is upon us. It, it's not just coming, it's, they're working it. That's why elections, that's why getting good people that understand the bigger picture of what's happening and getting them in certain uh, positions to safeguard this state from this garbage that's coming. And as this is unfolding, we're going to have to have wisdom from God 
Because I'm not entering this system. I'm telling you that right now. I am not. There is absolutely no way I'm receiving this stuff. There's a summit. I think it's still going on. It's called the World Government Summit. Have how many of you heard of it? It's in Abu Dhabi. It's going on right now. A few days ago, there's a lady. She's an American. Her name's Pippa Malgram or something like that. I've never heard of her before. Her father uh, was a senior advisor to several uh, presidents going some years back. She herself has been, she's an economist, has been a, an advisor to um, a couple presidents as well. So this video I'm going to show you is her. It starts like really quick, and you've got to pay attention to what she's saying. So I'm going to do my best. I'm going to project it from my iPad up to the TV. So if it starts too fast, I'll back it up so we can, we can see this again. So what do you think? Pippa? Malgrum or something like that. Yeah. Have you guys seen that before or even heard? 
I, I just wanted to play this little clip because, uh, and we've talked about this a lot too, and honestly, I forget, to be quite honest, what I talk about on Sunday versus Wednesday. I kind of get those two confused a little bit because on Wednesday we talk a, a little bit more in detail, actually quite a bit more in detail about some of these things. But if you just pay attention to these globalists and listen to them, they're telling us everything they're going to do. And they've been doing it for a while. And we need to pay attention to what our enemy's saying, what they're planning, so we know what's, what's coming our way. And then we need the discernment and understanding, what, God, what are you saying to us? I'm not entering this, as I mentioned earlier. I don't know what that's going to mean, but I'm not. I, I'm not even sure at this point how you're going to stay out of it. But this is their plan for complete and total global domination of people. And we do know from Scripture that at least some degree of this is ha going to happen in this Babylonian type of system. Because if any government can get a hold of our resources, our, our money, and bring us all into digital, our IDs, and track us everywhere, wow. Boy, wouldn't Hitler have loved to have this technology? So I wanted you to be aware of it, not for fear, but we need to be able to know what's coming down the pike, what they're planning for us. As I prophesied a couple of years ago, we, we are ent we've entered into a decade of trouble, troubled waters. We're going to see some victories and we're going to see some ugly stuff. It's just what I believe that the Lord has shown me. And we have to be sober and we have to be discerning of what's actually happening, what's going on. I know that we would love to say God's going to take care of everything, but we don't have history to prove that out. Now, in the very end, yes. But it's what we are going to have to travel through. In my opinion, from based on Scripture, there are two things that are extremely important to the Lord. The first is that every person have the opportunity and receive Christ. And then secondly, for all of those that have received Christ, that they be conformed into the image of Christ. And we go through a lot of things, because it's on-the-job training, right? We go through a lot of things for that very reason. No matter what we face, and I'm not saying God is causing anything to happen, because men do, does have authority over the earth. And much is happening because men have aligned themselves with Satan for Satan to accomplish his will. You, you know that's how it works, right? It's all works by faith. It's the men who align with God and act, speak and act for God by faith. God's will gets accomplished. Men who align themselves with Satan by faith and speak and act for him, his will gets accomplished. From the very inception 
Well, really, it probably started more like with Adam and Eve sinning. That every seed, every seed, good seed and evil seed, that has been sown by man, man has been growing all through the generations and the millennia and coming to fruition. This is what we'll see as the great battle because the, all the evil seeds are coming to harvest, but so are all, all the righteous. And as humans, we tend to see all the evil, right? We tend to focus on that. Paul put this in scripture. He said, we're not ignorant of the enemy's schemes, which means we, ha we need to know some schemes. Kingsgate, the word God spoke to me in what we kind of call Wednesday night, has two parts to the Kingsgate. Mordecai was sitting at the Kingsgate and he overheard the plan of the enemy and did something about it. So there's a sitting at the king's gate where you're hearing the strategies of the enemy. Why? So you can respond in righteousness by the will of God. Then there's a king's gate that's in Jerusalem that specific gatekeepers were assigned to, and they opened that gate only at the command of the king. And they closed it at his command. So you have both at a king's gate, we have, let's just for illustration, one ear to the, to the command of the Lord and another to hear the schemes of the enemy. Okay? So we can, we can know what is God saying about those schemes that we can interact and we can, we can counter them, we can overcome them. Does that kind of make sense to some degree? Yes, yeah, Steve. Yeah. It's there. It's like going and picking up apples or dumping them off the tree. Yeah. We just have to push it. 
Yep. That's interesting. I forgot you were in the meeting. I'm sorry about that. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I can't now. Yeah. Yeah. Take it over. Yeah. <laughs> Something I mentioned um, a couple weeks ago, and I have mentioned this a couple times, um, but I just kind of throw stuff out every once in a while. Um, God tells us what he determines wealth is in here, and he repeats it several times. We need to find that out, what he says wealth is. We need to discover it. Yeah, and there's, there's actually some natural things that he, worldly type things that he specifically calls wealth. We need to discover that, because this is all kingdom. And... and, and Part of the thinking differently, I, what I was hearing from what Steve was saying too is, and that's really the message I've been trying to get out from week to week here, is we have to think differently because we really do live according to a whole nother kingdom than this earthly kingdom. And it has completely different laws. It has a different king, different set of laws. In a way it functions and operates. It's, it's our safe place. And we have to know it because too often we're still playing by the world's rules, the world's laws, and, and not tapping into kingdom and what kingdom uh, laws and rules really are. But it, they're laid out for us. But we have to change the way we think. See, the way I've been viewing these last couple of years, we've entered a war. When you enter a war, you don't talk the same anymore. You don't think the same, and you don't act the same. 
because it's wartime. It's not peacetime. It's wartime. And so we have to engage, not with the world's weapons, but with the kingdom's. And we just need to learn what those things are, when to apply them and trust the Lord in them, regardless of what happens to us, right? That's how Jesus lived. He only lived, he only said what he heard the Father say. He only did what he saw him doing. He wasn't in fear and fretting about, oh, I don't have enough money for my taxes. No, why don't you go fish, Peter? Get that, get it out of that fish's mouth. When he had the, the 5,000 the, or the 4,000 the 7,000, oh my gosh, what are we going to do for food? He showed us. He showed us what to do when we need resources, when we need food, when the, when the store shop, the shelves are bare. He's told us what we can do. That's living according to a whole nother kingdom. What did he do? Bless the food and started handing it. Now, that's not a pattern it's he did everything that he heard the father do or he did what he saw the father doing so father what are you doing what are you saying what did elijah what happened to elijah he fed him with a bird how about the 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 millions of jews out in the wilderness he dropped manna from heaven god has done and has proved himself faithful in so many different ways are we going to trust him in this time Really, we have no, uh, nothing else to do but trust him. Amen. And I think that's the beautiful place where God wants us to be. Has anybody had their back up against a wall and you had no other options but God? I think you probably have, to whatever degree. God wants us to live there, I believe. That we're not just doing things because we can. We're not just doing things because we have the resources to do them, the smarts to do them. We're only doing it because this is what God said to do. We're only saying it because this is what God is saying to say. Apart from any resources. That's what I think has hindered the American church so much because we're so rich, we're so wealthy in resources. We have so many talented people, so much money, so, much, so many resources at our disposal. We can make anything happen we want happen. God doesn't have to be involved in it, but we can call it God. We can even make it look like God. But we can't make an arm grow out, no matter how much money you have. We can't raise the dead, no matter how much money or resources we have. I can't multiply food in my house, no matter how much resources I have, when there's none on the shelves. So, we have to thank you, Steve, for that. We have to think differently than we've been thinking. Yes, exactly, because that's who God's called us to be. He owns everything, so we are co-owners with him of everything. Yep. That's ex <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yep, exactly. Yep.
<laughs> and, 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 and sad thing that I'm seeing in the political realm is a lot of these politicians have no idea what's going on. They see bits and pieces, but they don't understand. Well, if you don't understand what's really happening, what are you gonna, how, are you, how are you going to do anything about it? Except by accident. If we don't know what's actually happening, what's the bigger picture, and how all of this is interrelated, everything. You know, this great reset, build back better, you'll own nothing, you know, and be happy, and Tower of Babel 2.0, sustainability, Agenda 2030, it's all the same. It's all the same thing. And, it, and everything is working together to destroy this great country. Because America has to go down for global domination. You have another hour that, or 45 minutes anyway. I'm just kidding. But I did have a great message because I'm not going to get to speak it today. That's why it's great. Yeah. It just won't be the same. Yeah, Dale's going Dale's gonna to be speaking next Sunday. Yeah, I did want to say a couple things from the message, um, and it's from Ephesians four seventeen through twenty four. It says this: So this I say, affirm together with the Lord, that you walk no longer just as Gentiles also walk. What does that mean? It really means it's starting to say what we were just talking about. Walking equals living. So you do not live like the Gentiles. Don't live like they're living. Don't walk like they're walking. How? In the futility of their mind. Notice where the battlefields they're walking, in a way, in the futility of their mind, the way they think. Being darkened in their understanding, excluded from the zoe of God. That's why they're walking in darkness. That word is zoe, by the way. The life of God is zoe, which is God, the God kind of life. They're Gentiles, those who have not accepted Christ, they are excluded from that Zoe life of God. So where do they naturally default to the futility of their mind, being darkened in their understanding? But you don't walk that way, which also means this. You can if you want to. Let me expound on that for just a second, which also means that's natural you will fall into a natural way of living by defaulting to that. Let me take it another step further, which means you're going to have to do something else so you don't walk that way. Are you following me? Is it making sense? Let me read this again. I affirm together with the Lord... So the apostle and the Lord are speaking together. That you live no longer as the Gentiles also live. How in the futility of their mind, being darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God. Because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the hardness of their heart, they have become callous. 
having given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness, and so are some Republicans. Sorry, I just added that. But you did not learn Christ in this way. It's not how you learned him. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him, just as truth is in Jesus, that in reference to your former manner of life, lay aside the old self. Notice he didn't say, pray and ask God to do that for you. He said, you do it. You lay aside the old self. Stop thinking that way. Stop walking that way. Because that's, that's the old manner of life that you've lived. You were excluded from the Zoe, the life of God. You defaulted to the futility of your mind, human reasoning, darkened in your understanding. But that's not who you are now. You have now received the life of God if you've accepted and received Christ into your heart. He has breathed new life into new spirit in his DNA. That Zoe of life has returned to humanity through the new birth. So live according to that. But you've got to change this. You've got to change the way you think. If indeed you have heard in him and have been taught in him, just as this verse 21, just as truth is in Jesus, that in reference to the former manner of life, lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with lusts of deceit, and that you be renewed where? In the spirit of your mind. We don't, we don't war against flesh and blood. There's no liberal, no Democrat, no terrorist, no evil person that's our problem. It's the spirit that they have aligned themselves with is the problem. And really, we should be praying for them, our enemies, that they be awakened to a new understanding to receive Christ because that's the best way you, you uh, defeat your enemy is by converting them to Christ. Put on the new self. Don't pray and ask God to do it. You do it. When you wake up in the morning, oh God, would you dress me? No, you put your own clothes on. Put on the new self, which is in the likeness of God and has been created in righteousness and holiness of truth. God wants, we've talked about this scripture, 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. Now may the God of peace, the God that's of peace and harmony himself sanctify you, which means set apart for holy purposes. May he sanctify you, not just your spirit, not just your mind, but your complete entire being, which is spirit, soul, and body. May your spirit, soul, which is the mind, will, and the emotions, and body be preserved, watched over and guarded, complete without blame at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. God wants us, our beings, to be in harmony, complete and total harmony, spirit, soul, and body functioning and working together. And the scripture says God will sanctify all of those parts. Our body is not evil. We have overdone the word flesh. Way overdone it. I'll close with this in this very, very short message for me. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. And I'd like to, for you to take really pay close attention to this passage, maybe in a way you've never have before. Maybe take uh, a couple of these and just meditate on, med, meditate on them over the next week. 
to see what God is actually saying. Because as I have mentioned, this, uh, you know, we got this data center, Meta is going to put this data center up North Kansas City, this whole metaverse that's being created, tech, these wacko technocrats uh, that are just demonized are wanting to steal and capture the souls of men and turn, turn men into some form of wacko transhuman for complete and total control. That's why the, the soul, the way we think, is so important. Because this is really the battlefield. Think of this. It was the battlefield with Adam and Eve. It was all here how they thought. In the most perfect environment. We don't live in the most perfect environment now. We live in a world that's full of sin, evil, and corruption. They didn't. They lived in perfect harmony with the Lord and nature. And a serpent came in and he said three sentences three and god's perfect human create creature and in a perfect environment fell for it that serpent did not attack her physically didn't rip the fruit off that tree and cram it down her mouth he didn't pull out a gun and make force her by gunpoint he convinced her in three sentences in a perfect environment to do something God said not to do and changed our history. But thank God for Jesus. Romans 12, 1 through 2. Therefore, I urge you. I mean, just receive that. This is the Holy Spirit speaking, right? Because this is all Holy Spirit breathed. If you don't believe that, you're probably in the wrong church. I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, your life. Present the totality of your life as a living and holy sacrifice. Not how you want to do it, but acceptable to God. Let's read that again. I urge you, the Holy Spirit is urging us by the mercy of God, present your life a living, you know, because sacrifices in the Old Testament had to be killed. Now you're a living sacrifice. One of the things Paul said, I die daily. Do you know it's really easy to die for somebody? Because it happened once. It happens just one time. It's a one-time event. But we're called to be a living sacrifice. That's moment by moment, day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year. A living, ongoing sacrifice. Isn't that what the scripture says? Present your life a living and holy sacrifice that is acceptable to God. We need to understand what that is. What is what's acceptable to God? Not that it's acceptable to people. Not it's acceptable how I think it should be acceptable. But what is, what's acceptable to God? Well, he tells us in here. 
And then it says, which is your spiritual service of worship? So what's he calling worship? Singing songs? No. He's calling worship when we decide we're going to be a living sacrifice that's acceptable to God every day, our whole life. That is our spiritual service of worship. Notice verse 2. Because these are linked. Verse 1 and 2 are linked. Don't isolate them. And, linked, do not be conformed to this world. The way this world thinks, the way this world operates, do not be pressed, squeezed into the world's mold. But be transformed by how? The renewing of your mind. So that you may prove or test out what the will of God is, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. It's late for today, but notice these two verses. They are linked together. Worship and the renewing of your mind. They're linked. Our worship of our entire being and that which is acceptable, in an acceptable way to God, and not being conformed and pressed into a mold, but by changing the way we think. Which is what? It is lining our soul, our mind, will, and emotions up with our new spirit that is in alignment with God. And I haven't really got much into the body yet, but the way Scripture says it, you know, each part of our being we have to deal with differently. When you become born again, you get a brand new spirit. God breathes new life into you. Zoe, life is returned in the spirit. Our soul, our mind, will, and emotions need to be renewed. They need to be changed. That's, part, that's our part. But our bodies need to be forcefully told what to do. Paul says, I buffet my body, which means I give it a black eye. Now, don't be whipping yourself, beating your bodies up, as some religious zealots go out of you know, control with all of that. It means you tell your body, you become, you become the master of your body. And you tell it what to do. That, the body is the first land that God has given us authority over. And this extends into every area of your body. If your body is too lazy, take control of it. Your body is sick, take control of it. Take authority over your body. That's how it's dealt with in Scripture. But too often, see, the natural, being conformed to the natural, we go by all the commercials. Feed it, feed it all this junk, put all this stuff on it, wear all this, dress it all up on the outside. Nothing necessarily wrong with some of those things that I mentioned. But the kingdom is you've got to buffet your body. You've got to be the master of it. It cannot... Because one of those parts are going to control us. Amen. Love you all. Hope you're not beat up too much.
We'll talk about some of this further. Get out and enjoy your life. Buffeted in buffet. Ha, 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 ha.